Good afternoon and welcome to the Hard Luck Show. I'm your certified, qualified, West Side host, Steve Lucky Luciano. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, you've tuned in to the greatest show on earth. It's the Hard Luck Show, coming at you from the bunker in Southern California. Sitting across from me, my co-host, my partner, is Chumahan Bone, American Indian, Southern Californian, elegant barbarian, here to tell some fucking savage stories once again. Come on. Come on! Come on! Yeah! Yeah! Come on! Certified audio professional. Ah, shit. Engineer. For the Hard Luck Show. Yeah! <laughs> Man. Is that where you're at today? That's a, yeah. Yeah. I'm feeling like, Damn. I'm feeling like a Beverly Hills cop. Yeah. yeah. Woo. That's right. Eddie Murphy, yeah. like, hanging on the chains. Yeah. Stuffing right? fucking bananas and tailpipes. I'm, I ain't going to be falling for no banana and a tailpipe. Trick. Yeah. yeah, Pointer Sisters, right? Right. Isn't yeah. that the Pointer Sisters? Man. They got hits, too. They do got hits. They got hits upon hits upon hits. Talking about hits upon hits upon hits. Hits. We got it's a been wonderful a guest, and it's been a while. We've got a guest. The guest of on. guests. Guest of guests coming on to update. It's been a minute. Been yeah. Let's invite. The uh, creator of Caveman Coffee, the mixed martial arts professional fighter, the stuntman, the professional actor and stuntman you may have seen in multiple films, the philosopher king, philosopher king, the man of a strong dwarfing beard, <laughs> the man DeLorean. Ooh. Mr. Tate Fletcher! It's such a pleasure to be here. Yeah! Man, that yeah! Is, Come on! <coughs> Come on! Yeah! Damn, that's... Right? Let me tell you listeners something. Pre-production for this show... Yeah! I had Chumon. He's playing me and fucking Sean some songs. And we're going through some different songs. And then he hits on this, and as soon as he hits play, we all look at each other and he goes, is that the right song for Tate? And <laughs> yeah. I'm like, fuck. We all look at each other and we're like, yeah, that's it. That's What's the up, flesh. Tate Fletcher? So Welcome in. Here. So good to be here. Man. You know, it's crazy, too, since the last time you guys, like, since I've been here last, everything different. But, like, I've also been so impressed with what you guys have amassed consistently over this time has been just phenomenal, dude. And I can't 
I, I'm just impressed by that. I can't not say that, man. And, thank, and, you. thank you. Thank and, you, uh, And the amount of enjoyment <laughs> in quarantine that I've gotten <laughs> <laughs> from you fucking knuckleheads. Oh, yeah. Amazing. That's the biggest compliment it, you can it, give I mean, us, it's bro. something else. It's what, what a great little community. And uh, the whole thing that's grown up has been beautiful around it. Wow. Thank you, yeah, man. It's, yeah. really, it's really been dope. And then all the all the features, all the all the, you know, like, a lot of those native kids, I would never hear any of that music. Right. Uh, you know, and, and you're hit, what you bring is, it's it's amazing. It's amazing. Oh, Looking nice. into uh, young Sean's uh, psyche a little bit. And, it's cool. And, and, and uh, the yeah. whole deal, yeah, the whole interaction is amazing. Yeah. You know, Steve is a referee at points. <laughs> right. <laughs> hey, Chumon, I can't even see you. Hey. I gotta be able to see. If I don't see Chumaha, I don't feel safe in here. <laughs> One thing, I, well, you know what I'll tell you, man. We're, we're gonna get down to some, uh, as my partner likes to say, brass tacks. Yeah, we're gonna get down to some brass um, tacks. You know what's interesting is, so <clears throat> Tate was on, and if you listeners have listened to early, early, early episodes, do proto show, right? right. Before right. we'd really hit our stride, exactly. We hear Tate came in and supported. Yeah, yeah. Me and Jay Jamie. Yeager. Yeah. Jamie Yeager, shout out to Yeager. Big Yeager. Um, and so um, early on, and we kind of left off, and, and as I told Sean and Chumahan, hey, here is a message, because you, you sent over a message about the show, and I sent it over, how much you liked it, and the guy's like, so cool. And then when I invite you to come back on, I let them know during the week, hey, Tate's coming in. We're like, oh, dope, but this, that. You know, right away, the first thing out of Chumahan's mouth is, dude, Dude, he's in Mandalorian, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to talk about that. And what happens was I thought that I shared kind of what was going on with you real clearly with these gentlemen. And I hadn't. And they were like, what? And so Chumahan did a little, was doing a little research on some things. But I kind of wanted you to bring us up to speed because things kind of changed Um kind of around that time and you've been you've been going through some things the last year and a half last couple of years and and i kind of like said you know what i'm gonna let tate kind of bring us up to speed yeah. where he's at these days and what kind of happened and what was up because right. i know but i'm gonna let you speak on it uh tate. crazy yeah mm -hmm. um yeah what a trip well thanks man thanks for the opportunity to because i haven't <laughs> so yeah i haven't spoken on anything in, in ever um so about it was June fifteenth, twenty nineteen, I guess, is uh was the last my, my latest most I don't know if it's most significant, I don't know how you quantify those things, but my mo it would seem like my most significant head injury. And I was unconscious for five minutes on a on a movie set and um just a stunt that went poorly planned out what wait what kind of stunt was it uh, it's it just i was getting blown out of a you know like when you see a guy get blown out of a scene from an explosion or, yeah or like when thor punches him and he mm. right goes back at 30 miles an hour you're you're hooked onto a wire at, uh, I, and so you have a girdle on underneath your wardrobe right and then they hook a thin line to that girdle at some pick point and then can jerk you through time and space at you know 50 miles an hour or whatever right. they need to do to to make it look Create like you're that. fucking blown yeah. away. So, so I, was, I was on a stairwell, a huge stairwell, and a Ducati was whipping down. And, uh, <laughs> and, 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 and I turn up into it right as I meet it, and it blows past me. And so that, that's what was blowing me out of the scene. But, um, you know, we just picked in a bad spot, and I went right straight to my head at speed and distance. And what did you hit your head on? The, the earth. 
God damn. <laughs> you know, we're in like a video game kind of sequence, and so it was right. like on a on a hard showroom floor type deal. Yeah. Yeah, it was all of it. And, and so, you were out. So I was out for five minutes anyway, and then that the ensuing, you know, that's just the, the tip off of it. You know, if I rewind that, I don't know, 10 years, 15 years, like a while ago I was doing bodyguard <laughs> work with uh, um, with, with Rogan, and we were, out, we were watching fights, and, and we saw this guy, Sam, he was uh, – active fighter from the ultimate fighter and he got he got knocked out in front of us and he's out for six or eight minutes long time which is a long time to see a you know an athletic vital body be lifeless blood coming out the ears the whole you know all that and and after that joe goes you know the worst part about those concussions is that they don't even see the bad effects for like 15 20 years later right and i didn't really know how he knew that then because there wasn't a lot of research then but he'd seen a lot of combat sport guys and Anyway, so what I've come to know about TBIs has grown considerably since then because I was just in, in the dark for the last, uh, you know, since last June. Anyway. What is, what is TB, TBI? TBI, TBI traumatic the... brain injury. Yeah. Right. And so... Are these similar? I mean, they're, they're in the same categories as to like when guys are in Afghanistan and Iraq and there's IEDs shit. and blows them and they're okay. And the football guys too? The football I, and players the, too? And the football players and, and, and everybody. And so what I see mm. is this, is like the, the more present I am to it, I go, oh, it, well, one of my friends, Dr. Kirk Parsley, he was a Navy SEAL, and then he started being a doctor to Navy SEALs. Right. Um, and what he found is that, like, a lot of these guys were coming in, and and their testosterone scores were dropped out, that they're, they were apathetic, that they're, they're all kinds of psychic diminishment. And he saw that they all also were on Ambien. Right. And he goes, the one thing I knew is they didn't have an Ambien deficiency. But what, <laughs> as, he, as he explored, what he found out was that concussions tbis were affecting sleep patterns and that's what they do greatly and and so then if you never huh. get into deep sleep you never get the nourishing uh replenishment that sleep offers for our brains right. and our bodies and so you never recover an ambient only mimics sleep but will put you after extended use into a mania and because a, and a because there's a book called why we sleep mm -hmm. and in that book the gentleman i can't remember his name right now but why we sleep's the title and he talks about exactly what you're saying he says that the sleep aids, they knock you out, but there are sleep cycles, alpha waves and all beta and all this other stuff that you're supposed to do. Totally. And some of it, even <coughs> they found with um, PTSD, mm -hmm. this doctors, they said they've been doing some research and they've been showing that uh, there is an ability to deal with post-traumatic stress disorder if you can actually get the proper sleep. But one of the things that a lot of these these folks that have this problem or whatever it is, especially combat dudes, is that they're not able to sleep right. in the right way and they're not getting those cycle rhythms for their brains and they're not processing a lot of that shit. And also the payoff isn't there. It's not readily available. You get a good night's sleep, you feel better. You're like, I don't know. Right. You know, and so this whole thing of this cumulative effect, right. people won't be consistent long enough to get the effect and then they feel like they're just wallowed in the dark still and so i think that's the big aspect is you get a tbi well fuck you go on and you go on living you go on and your brain has to find workarounds right but it doesn't heal and so i think what, what i've come to find now you know i've been in a couple different brain clinics and i've done a whole bunch of different therapies like like whatever you can think of i got experience with at this point and um what do they do to you in these brain clinics and so this latest brain clinic is the one i want to talk about because you just came up with you said alpha delta beta uh, so these different there are four different um 
wave systems in your brain that your brain operates on and different quadrants of the brain can be altered to, so it's not synchronous anymore right and so this one's the, uh, you're in a sleep state and this one's in a wake state and you right ca it causes confusion in the brain you know all that and so what this does is a it's a transcranial magnet merT therapy is the one I've been doing I go in and it um you know they first they do an EEG all the different points like 100 points on your head and uh and what then, did they do? They stuck electrodes and shit so to like, your head. It's, it's it's like a. Is it a cap? It's like a cap, like a like a, a, a swimmer's swim cap, cap right. with, you know, like little spikes, like little nubs all all along the underside of it. Pins down, and they want to make sure they get good contact points on your scalp. Right. And then you go, like, don't meditate. You don't want to be in a meditative sleep. You want to be in a wakeful state, but your eyes want to be closed. But don't let your eyes flutter and move around. We want to keep as still as we can while we're taking images for ten minutes, so we can get unadulterated views of these brainwave spikes right or roundings as they are and you can actually measure as you go through the treatment how they tighten up and become more articulated right. and, and more even and it's fucking insane to, so i've been doing this like six weeks now and i've had like four eegs uh the thing they do after the eeg they get that setting and then they go to a certain spot in your head and they stimulate it with an electrical charge, like or a magnet. Nah, nah. And do you feel? My, can you feel anything? My left hand, my left thumb starts. They go when when that you can't stop that. Let me know. And and I was like, yeah. I, and it's <laughs> just going. Zzz, zzz. And I was like, what a trip. I go right. So that's not like a a reaction, like you hit the knee and the response. Right. Happens. That's an order. That's a. a uh, yeah, uh, yeah, directive, right? Right, Which right. Is crazy. Like remote so, control. So that sets out your baseline of what the energetic impulse of the magnet is going to be, how intense it'll be. And they do a percentage of what it took to move my thumb like that. Then that sets all my treatments from that point out. They, they shoot. What a trip, and, and dude. So then they put this big Whoa. telescoping arm down off this machine. Steel plate goes onto your forehead. And so for then you sit still for a half hour. And every 40 seconds for five seconds, it goes, meh, 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 and it, and it shoots magnets in, into your fucking head. God damn. And so then it Do you stops. see anything when it happens? Nope. It's just, it's, you know, as comfortable as it sounds. And right. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and, uh, and, you, and, dude, after two days, three days of this, and this is going back to, like, I go only get to these brain clinics because... I'm I'm done. I'm gonna pull the plug. Like this is a wrap. I can't do this anymore. I can't care anymore. I don't care. And and with a diseased, ill mind that is a, a brain damaged mind, you know, even with all the veracity and force that you'd like to have, like I I don't want my mom to bury her son. I like things that are important to me that have been that I've been proud of. Right. You know. And I go. It don't matter. I gotta go. Hold I, on a second. On what no is more. it that you're carrying when you're dealing with the that? weight of your life? And you, you, so what happens when you get brain injuries is you start to become not you. And so after enough time, you become a stranger inside your own skin. And so you don't know who you are or what you are. And so then you're looking at life through a filter that you have no confidence in because you are so aware that your filter is skewed, that it's fucking, that it's discolored and, and you can't ascertain life in a different way than that and it becomes a hopeless endeavor that you can't carry the fucking weight of this terror of being un unknown to yourself anymore when something like that right <laughs> but 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 does it start off kind of small at first and you notice it and you try to keep it to yourself it starts off with like irritability and things like that that's why i say brain damage doesn't look like brain damage it looks like you lost your temper it looks like you got impulsivity problems it looks like you're maybe depressive it looks like you have a hopeless outlook for the future it looks like, oh, uh, yeah, I know Steve a while, but what the fuck is he up to? What, 
Is he really uh, like you start getting mm-hmm. fucking uh, like paranoid? Paranoid about 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 shit that you should like that you know doesn't make any sense that you're paranoid. That's the rub. Is like everybody gets paranoid, but you know you got no call to that. But your mind is fucking. It's like the idea of hurting yourself. If I say to somebody with a well mind, with a healthy mind. Right. Uh, about cutting themselves or hmm. you ever think about shooting yourself in the chest? Sure. Fuck. People will be like aghast. A lot of people are like, no, that was ridiculous. I would never do that. I, why would I not be on my own side? Right. But with a sick filter, man, that's the way you view life. And that becomes normal. Well, let me ask you a question because it's interesting that you bring that up because like part of me feels like and now what you're talking about is more extreme for sure. Okay. And I'm not minimalizing it, but uh, there's a part of me that's also like. I don't think it's normal for people not to have intrusive thoughts about, like, right, suicide or whatever. Like, everybody thinks, like... We must discipline our minds. Yeah, or or even, like, it occurs to you, you just don't do it. But, like, that's part of... I was walking with a friend one time. And we were walking over a bridge, and he's like, I got to take this medication. I'm like, why do you have to take this medication? He's like, because I, sometimes I'll think about pushing you off the thing, and I'll be like, why did I think I that? I love that, that it's not even him jumping. Right. And I, <laughs> I do this to keep you safe. I know. But then, but then I, go, I go, but in my mind, I'm like, that's kind of normal. I think about that. I think about pushing you off. And I don't need medication. I just do don't it. do it. Right. right. But how is it more than that? Yeah. It's like uh, if you're at, you know how you pulled into a void? Sometimes, like, if you're standing somewhere high. Yeah. And getting near the edge, it's only dangerous because it feels like it's pulling you into the void. Yeah. Like, it yeah. feels like yeah. that's yeah. where yeah. my yeah. destiny yeah. is, right? Yeah. So, right, right. <laughs> 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 We're like, a little magnet. Yeah, like, yeah. That's why you lean back when you're getting towards it. Steve and like, I are, like, smiling. There is a... suck you out. Yeah, there's a power in it. It's yeah. not that you're unscared while, while you're in... It's not that... But you're compelled to the void. It might be terrifying to you. That's that thing about like trying to get away from the edge, but look at the same yeah, time. Yeah. It's like it's pulling your different drives in half and yeah. you. you know? I almost want to crawl to the edge. And so the difference so, yeah. is yeah. <laughs> I'm like, look, oh, just because I want to have the feeling in my balls. And, like, oh. and, then, and then you take away the impulsive, you know, impulsivity control. And you're over the edge. Right. And it's like that. The, the, the difference is, is there's not the tension that doesn't want to go anymore like that's, right. that's a lesser thing you know and uh and, and it was what, did what, you have like relationships oh, like dude, were you trying to have it comes in all it fucks up your whole life i mean it makes you think things that are normal that aren't normal right in in, in a huge way and yeah it's affected all my relationships you know the thing that uh is really interesting is my mother uh, right before i came out here she goes uh and by saying that before i came out to the, the this treatment center in newport um she says, I'm so glad you got hurt. Mm. And this is like a couple months ago. And, and, uh, and I'm devastated, hurt. Like, I'm going to shoot. I'm, I'm de- this, uh, it's been a, I've been looking at the carpet for two years. Mm. I'm fucking lost. In, like, it's been a str- And she says, I'm so glad you got hurt. Right. Because for the last eight, ten years, I've been noticing you change. And so the people huh. closest can, can ascertain these things, but it's like such a subtle thing that it, it just creeps on you. And so then I think what happens, I was talking to a friend of mine, he's a big wave surfer, um, and, and Shane Dorian, and he's who got me out into this place, man. I, my, my other friend, Jared Shaw, he was a, he was a SEAL and a team guy. He went through here five years ago. He had fucking excellent results, man. And he combat vet for a long year, 10-year SEAL, top buds, da-da-da-da-da. But... The thing that I start getting present to about that and with my friend Kirk Parsley that um, was the SEAL that became a doctor, what, what he started um, 
noticing is that like even on a Zodiac boat, like the inflatable rafts yeah. that the team's guys are, he says every time they go over a, a right, 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 every time they land on a wave, it's another TBI. It's like that 10, 20 points when higher you, than a TBI. Now I've got gunfire all day long. Right. Now, now I've got gunfire inside a car. Glider right. Shoot inside a car. Yeah. Percussion. You know what I mean? And so there's that constant explosion all the time. And then I watch another friend of mine that got back and he, him and his buddies, they had all their helmet cams and they edited it all. They made like a deployment video. And I'm watching these trucks hit these landmines and shit. And these are big. It's like you're in a steel safe. Right. That then somebody puts a bomb on the outside of and it rings your bell like that. Right. I'm like, of course, 20 guys a day kill themselves when they get. This is all (laughs) brain damage. And so this Hmm. kind of brain damage that I'm talking about when you see that. And that's I think it's synaptic damage that 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 that. Like Shane was telling me, he says, because I used to think CTE is another thing. CTE is. uh is what the football players yeah. they, they popularized right. in the NFL, uh, the African doctor that brought it all to points and said that there's a, a you know a lack of oxygen and a robbing of your brain and your brain it rots it gets corrosive and it rots more and more over time. It's Chronic terrible. traumatic encephalopathy. Right, and and so that I've come to learn I think is we had a lot of wrong information about that. I don't think it's a death sentence like it was as I come through my healing more. Um, what I did think last year was like, I, I'm in a decaying hole and it's only going to get worse and I need to end this. Mm-hmm. Right. Because this is only going to get darker from here, right? Right. And so as you feel your health decay, you, you feel like you have to avoid the horrible end by maybe killing yourself early. Right. And and so all of that is going on. But I, what, what Shane said, he says, I think, you know, people says the brain heals. And it does, but it's not like what people think about. He goes, you, you get it. A, a knock, an infraction, whatever, and and it hits a certain part of the brain, and the synapses are fucked up and broken there, but they don't heal and grow back. What happens is we need an instantaneous fix because life goes on and it's happening right now, and those still signals need to have impulse and and go over us, and so they find another way. Right. They find a way around a workaround the, around the, and so you do a work, and then you hit again. Now we got another workaround. Every other workaround that you get. You get more confused because your information's not going straight anymore. It's finding workarounds. Not. And I think that's the unbecoming of yourself that happens. I think it's almost like if you're born a, a little, a little soft, tender nucleus that is very vulnerable, and then you, you come through this birth canal, right? And and now you got to learn how to breathe, right? Air. Because you've been breathing water. Right. you got to learn how to... Oh, fuck, it's bright. Right. You know, so, And I think it's like a little piece of twine that attaches itself and starts to wrap itself around. And then it learns about love and goes, oh, and it learns here's where food is. And everything you learn, that twine wraps around there some more. You learn speech. You learn, oh, my parents aren't God. Oh, I'm not... Par- I'm different than my parent. You learn all these things. Right. And you hit your head, dude. And, and you get a good knot of, of all your experiences and everywhere that line is is over another line, that's another connection point. Right. And then you hit your head and that whole fucking thing comes unspooled. And, and, or and now even, you have all this information, but it's only meld together with confusion. Right. It doesn't, like even, it doesn't even have to be like a huge thing. It no, could just be two wires no. crisscrossed in the wrong way right. that can cause a lot of confusion. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And, and, and But like what we're talking about is that compounded. Right. right. Yeah, we can see that alone. 
would be bad enough. But 20, 30, 40, 50, 100. But it's 100. way beyond that. It's, it, yeah, and so there's this thing where I think that <clears throat> what's happening with these magnets is they talk about your alpha, beta, theta, delta systems Yeah. and getting those synchronous and in line. And so that's what's been happening. Anyway, I'm going to kill myself seven, eight weeks ago. I, I was like, I mean, that's when I talked to Shane. I was talking to a friend of ours in common. <clears throat> And he goes, hey, how was yesterday? How's things going? This and that. I go, I was just riding around in my truck all day yesterday. going to put one through my chest, you know? Yeah. And uh, I just, and he goes, what's going on? And anyway, 15 minutes later, I get a text from Shane's wife. And she's going, you got to call Shane. He's at this treatment center. right?" Anyway, within four days, I'm at the treatment center. But I need to get broken to a point like that before I can find help. Because it doesn't even, it seems like I'm being too much of a pussy about because this. it's weird otherwise and all that and you can't put a name to it and nobody understands it i mean the lack of acknowledgement that you have with somebody when you got brain damage like, it's it's a crazy thing you can't understand it to have a normal mind you know you really because and how let me ask you this yeah. how many times have did you like i don't know how long you've actually been carrying this to be honest with you like i mean Since i'm a little boy is what i've come to find in my in my healing right I never knew I was carrying this much that long, Sean. But I, I believe that, that. That's that's what you say is real shit. I know. So I'm thinking about that. Then I'm thinking about for how long did you have people around you that were well intentioned, right? But they're like, "Hey, man, you got to fucking nut up." Well, like life is hard for all of us, bro. Right. I had one one uh, uh, a doctor assistant that said that. And uh, who I just laughed at. And I go, oh, you just don't know. Like That's the other thing is my compassion came up. I go, oh, you, you don't understand brain, brain injury. I, I understand. You don't, that you don't understand. Right. Because it's not that kind of thing. It's like, just come up and do it. It's like, there's no desire for that. There's not hope. There's like all those things that are erased from, you know, the, a lot of things that I would take for granted. Yeah. We're now gone or we're now huge obstacles. Go right. to the grocery store, to anxiety to go to the grocery store. What is PTSD? Never knew about it before. I thought that's made up shit. Anxiety made up shit. You're making excuses. I thought that shit my whole life. Right. Um, until I got anxiety, which is manufactured inside of me. And it's a nervousness about a future event. Like, oh, I got to go meet these guys. Are they going to judge me? I'm already paranoid. All those other things that I brought up earlier that come into play. Right. And then, th then you're tripping. And then you're like, I think it's safer if I just stay inside today. And then, and then your life becomes isolated. You get weirder and weirder with your own thoughts. Right. And all that stuff can happen. But that whole thing about, uh, um, you know, just dig yourself out of the hole. It's like, I got no shovel, man. You know, I, I'm, I'm paralyzed. Right. And, and, and there's, that, there's that sense of it. You need real treatment and real help. And so, thankfully, I had people that, that, you know, I had two women that I was dating at the time that were, they carried me through to a huge fucking... Um, uh, way but that like that was more confusing even you know what i mean it's like everything became more confusing then your love is pulled this way and that way right and then i mean and you're like oh i've set my fucking whole life up to be in chaos and and it's not maybe that big but you you get mm. you when you're aware of your blind spots it's like holy fuck how did it how did that happen in my life you know right and and that's what it is is like this is like a it's like a coming to of of those blind well, let spots me ask you a question way. tate yeah. just for the listeners too like as a fighter, yeah. and I don't even know if you can put a number on this, bro. And we already went over, like, every punch, every speedboat thing could be a minor. You right. know? If you were to take a, a wild stab at guess, like, how many times have you been knocked unconscious that you can remember through, through training and fighting uh, outside of stunt work? So Do you have a history of that? That's or? the thing is that I always thought that, like, 
you're not hurt unless you're unconscious, mm. you know? <laughs> yeah. So, I, I mean, I've been with training partners, get kicked in the head, uh, you know, everything lined up, and all of a sudden there's a shin right behind your ear. <laughs> and, uh, and, and wobbled. And then the first instinct of everybody I know, when coach and your partner are like, whoa, 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 you're like, no, I, I'm good. Right, <laughs> right. Because the uh, the thinking is is you never want to rob your partner of their round. So I'm not going to be a weak link here. Right. Like that's the that's what's built into you. Keep right. right. And so there's there's that you know, and then you you have to have good loving training partners that can see better than you can see at the time, and that you listen to. Get the fuck out of the cage and sit down. Yeah, but and you so, know what? I'm listening to you talk, and 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 these are these are you know we're adults or mm-hmm. you know later teens talking about. Now I'm mm-hmm. thinking about kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're I'm not thinking, thinking about any of this shit. I'm thinking about little boys, you and I'm thinking about boys your... in football. And to me, it's like. To me, it's as crazy as people that send their kids to Sunday school. You know priests fuck kids. Yes. And you're sending your kids to Yes. You know that when kids bump their heads and they're 11 years old and they are, yeah. are screwy, you're, everybody giggles because, oh, look how dizzy they got. You, you've just, right. that beautiful little boy's brain, you've just given an infraction to. You're, what, you're uh, making his life harder in the future right now. When I was in Pop Warner, when I wanted to make my dad proud, yeah. all right, I was a little fat kid. So I'm like, I mean, I guess I'll be a lineman. When you're fat, you're going to be a lineman. Yeah, you're the center. Right, exactly. The tackle or something. Right. But yeah. my dad was like, yeah, we play football, Pop Warner, right? And I was like fifth grade. Our coach, if we got in a fight, I got in a fight with a guy on the fucking field, the like way to handle it was he'd line you up, face up against the guy you were fighting with your helmets on and smash into each other like 10, 20, 30 times. Get problems, your bell rung. Problem solving. Problem solved. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly right. Now I'm hearing you talk and I'm like, fuck, man, that's not a good idea at all. I mean, how, 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 when the in brain, so what we're talking about, right? Mm-hmm. The brain injuries. What, is that, is that a situation like the brain is moving so fast inside the skull that when it hits the skull at a speed that injures I mean, th- it? Th- those, those are parts of it. What that, else is it? The other thing is, uh, is swelling and different things can do that. You can get that through diet. You can get that through stress. Uh, you can get global inflammation that can give you brain damage. Drug, different drugs can give you brain damage. Of sure. course. Uh, there's, there's all that, you know? And so I think that, um, it's a lot wider term than we we pigeonhole it to thinking, oh, it's just like this. You know, it's just when that, and then he was unconscious, and then we count that one. Right. But it's like, you know, you, you might get 50 TBIs a day. Right. And you're just walking with them because that's your life. I mean, that was about everything in my life was, was like, let's let's pound ourselves against this and, and outlast the thing. Right. You know, to build your endurance. Or right. Your resiliency, right? And right. And so, yeah, that you can, and that's all great, and I don't, begrudge that in any way also but like there's a price to pay you know and it's important to know that there's a price to pay it's important to know that we can avoid suicides and it's important to know it's important to know man if you are hurt that you can heal that it's not a it doesn't have to be terminal right but if it's not treated it is right Yeah. yeah, I mean, I was thinking about this. Um, they used to have a term for the old, in the olden days. They used to have something they called punch drunk. Yeah, punch drunk. Yeah. And, and was that that like in the early right. days when they had those smokers in the turn of the century and they yep. were bare knuckling it or whatever, and then guys would get older and they would be like punch drunk. That would be <laughs> that would just be cumulative brain damage. Right. Where I first got help, really health, um, 
Lacey, my partner in K-Man Coffee, she she was fucking, she was, I mean, she just researched and I was, I was here. Sunglasses on, shades pulled, hoodie on, and I'm looking at the carpet for eight months. I mean, like, I don't move. I'm like, it's like that. And then, and then I moved locations because I had to take a job, this and that. Like, can, can I be in life? I can't just fucking, am right. I going to feel better? I don't know. So I'm trying shit. Maybe it regresses me. Maybe it makes me a little strong. You know, I don't know. But, um, you know, you, you, you kind of feel it out like that. And, uh, and so the first thing I started doing was called Joe Namath therapy. And what, what, what Joe Namath had found is that by the time he's in his mid fifties or something like that, they're saying you got early onset Alzheimer's. Right. And he wouldn't accept that. And he says, I think I've hurt my brain from years of football. And I think if I could push oxygen into the recessed tissues of my, of my body, that I could help myself out. And so I got in, he, he got into hyperbaric tanks. And so he got in at like atmosphere and a half of, of pressure, right? As if you're, you know, a hundred feet under the water. Right. So all like this that. oxygen being pressurized so into completely you. Completely pressurized. You're breathing an oxygen mask and it's going into the deeper recesses of your brains and your tissue and your body that it doesn't usually reach. Right. And he, and he says, you know, you do that 50 times in a row. And so like for 50 hours or something, you know, I've probably done a hundred and 30 hours you gone inside the chamber of, of, of that yeah the problem is is like it's like 100 bucks a time it's like it's expensive as fuck to get right. better and these ways yeah. what i'm saying it, it's like you're like you're just throwing dice going i hope you know what i mean you're not even right shit. you're so you're you got this outlet and so like thankfully i, I you know i i what's it like in the chamber check to check and what I, was and it what's it like in the chamber like what do you got to do you got to get just, in you just, you just you just sit there and, and you know do you, you feel be high with yourself uh-uh, uh-uh. you just breathe yeah. You're Do your ears gonna, pop? Yeah, you gotta you pressurize yourself in and out. Right. Yep. And when you get out, do you feel energized at all, or not really? Well, when not in that condition, I mean, I felt I just I felt like a zombie all the time. You right. Know? It was such it was touched to the degree that like if I was riding a car, I would have to look at the floorboards because the brightness. Like if I would go outside and my temperature would raise a couple degrees, I would have a psychic cascade just into despair. Because of the swelling in my brain, then the temperature outside would swell, ah. and then you have more of a. Res- I mean, it's been fucking crazy. Like all the different things matter. Wow. Like pressure, fucking your stress, all that shit. Wow. Yeah. And so uh, that yeah, that's been maybe, dude. That I mean, I don't. I'm not, I'm I'm still not trying to minimize this, but I'm thinking about all the different conditions that people live with. Yeah. That they don't really investigate that yeah. much. Yeah. And you kind of like. As a person, let's not even take it off a of gender. Like as a person, you just kind of have shit that you live with that you figure, fuck it, it's not really gonna change, but I still gotta go about my day. So and then you kind of it becomes your baseline. Yeah. You don't really notice it anymore. Right. And so I'm thinking about people with migraines and I'm thinking about people Everything. that lay in the dark for hours and you think like, oh well, they just are having headaches. And I'm thinking like maybe when they were a kid they got hit in the fucking head by their parent real hard. Sure. Real hard. Because there's a lot of parents that all of that. Well, I grew up where I grew up, they beat the kids. Sure. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right? Like, fucking sure. knock them in the head and shit sure. like that. Of course. And they're little. Well, and not them. That's what's teaching all the older brothers, everybody. Yeah. Right. It becomes, you know, like, I, I mean, I knew a family across the street. They had a, a rug in the front. In the, you know, it's like the thing about putting the guys in he- hitting helmets. Yeah. It's like, you you know, seven sisters, two two brothers. Brothers were younger than every sister except for one. And uh, and there were it's a tough house to be in, and, right? And and so if you had a problem, you go to the rug, <laughs> and whoever the last person is on the rug is who 
won the argument, you know? Right. These are children. <laughs> but, Dude, I grew up in a house on the reservation with 13 older kids than me. Yeah. And they were all pissed. Yeah. And they would fucking torture my shit yeah. all the time. Yeah. And I would torture smaller ones than me. <laughs> That's people, just how it went. People. No, her go people. down there, throw each other down the stairs yeah. for fun. Yeah, of course. I'm not kidding. Carpeted stairs. We'd, throw, we'd try to sure. fall down the stairs and like make it cool. And... Stuntman in training. That's yeah. it. Yeah. 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 Now I'm like, fuck, maybe I got brain Flares. damage. Yeah, exactly. Of course. There's no kids that get out without it. But like, the, at the end of the day, the whole deal is, is like, it's your responsibility to heal. Right. So until until you get to the, you know, I know a guy. I just say, hey man, I'm doing this thing. It's great. Da da da. He's got some neuropathy and shit from it. He's an active UFC fighter right now. Blah 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 blah. And he goes, I said, you should come in here, especially you're still active. I think you could fortify your your mind here. Right. And um, and he goes, ah, I, I, I think I'm gonna wait mm-hmm. to address it till I get I'll get knocked mm-hmm. out again. So he's already planning on losing. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. He's also already said. Hey, I've already taken all the hits. I might as well get paid. Right. As if that's a thing. I'll tell you another story about brain damage is that I was in a, my first clinic I went to. There's a guy in there. He's a big son of a bitch, big smile. And uh, he's from Penn State football. And, and he, he got a concussion playing football. And six weeks later, he played again, got another concussion, and they cut the front part of his brain out. And so, like... That's the thing is like you wear it so easy and you're like, I'll deal with it the next time or whatever. But it's like you can't know how severe the damage might be before the next, you know, if you're hurt and you're. And then that's the thing. Everybody I ever know that ever fought that got knocked out or had a bad fight, had a heart. They're in the fucking gym on Monday. Right. I don't care what happened on Saturday. Right. And so you're in there. You're still dizzy. You're this and that. Everybody fights. And, and, and <coughs> Shit, when I say hurt, a... not just like a broken foot or something like that. I mean hurt in a way that you might not ever get better from. There's a line of thinking that if I get back into the gym, it's going to heal faster. Well, yeah. And, and also you want to, you know, you're ashamed. You're embarrassed. Right. That you brought, you know, a loss to your team. And then you want to. Show everybody how tough you are. You want to show your. You need to show yourself how tough you are. Right. I mean, psychically, mm. you need to do this for a lot of reasons. Yeah, I mean, I the Rocky it, movies, and it's the worst thing you can do. Rocky movies never show like they don't really. I mean, they show you know Stallone a little bit like slow or whatever. But if he took the beatings that he really took in Rocky one and two, I mean, yeah, I, 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 want I, you. Uh, even I, this right now, you listen to Sly speak. Right. He doesn't. Ha- he's not a. He's not a clear. Right. He's a guy that slurred, you know what I mean? He's and got that, communication problems. So, so even even that. He always did, though. He's, <laughs> he's, a, a good he's been in a ton of, of movie fights. Sure. Right. right. But, like, even doing head reactions. Right. To punch, that's brain damage. Right. It's all, like, it's, like, you know, they talk about shaking baby syndrome. It's like. Fuck that. A lot of us men live in our life with, uh, you know, and we're that's shaking right. this baby that we're supposed to be taken care of. That's how we prove right. we're not a baby. Of course. That's exactly right. And so there's all that. And uh, so anyway, the, 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 the good news, that upside is that there's, there's a ton of, of uh, asset. You know, there's a ton. There's, I, n- I never thought there could be. I never thought I could have a mind that was the way I'm enjoying it today. You, right? you, you know, it's interesting, though. It's true. It's like I remember my parents saying as they were older and I was young, I remember them saying. They'd be interviewing a fighter or talking to a fighter, and my parents, I'd hear them say, man, that's a shame. He, do you hear how he's speaking? Do you, wow, 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 right? And as a kid, I'm not hearing it because I don't know the guy prior to. But as I live my life and 
follow fighters from their the beginning right. into their thing, Sugar Shane Mosley. I've watched a really sharp, intelligent guy answer questions in interview over the last 25 years. Bro, Sugar Shane Mosley. Dude, his last interview I saw, this guy could barely put sentences together. Right. Sugar Shane, this is Sugar Shane Mosley. And he looks and he's smiling, looks great. As soon as he opened his mouth, and you could really, really see it. I could start to see it in Sugar Ray Leonard. Yeah. In his interviews, I can start to see it. Sugar the Ray group. was like a smooth dude in the beginning, right? Even when I met him in AA Eloquent, 20 years ago. smooth yeah. guy. And the last one I'm going to tell you that really surprised me was an interview I just saw 10 days ago, and it was with Tony Dorsett. Oh, boy. Oh, really? Tony Dorsett, bro. This guy, bro. I thought I was listening to Muhammad Ali, bro. It was so sad, bro. Tony Dorsett. This is not a professional fighter, bro. And it took a while to catch him. Yep. And so I'm over time seeing this more and more become prevalent. I'm learning a lot because Tate's sharing a lot with me. Right. I'm even starting to question you. Some of my things, some of the drugs that I used, you know, and what's because I, I'm automatically of there's a very male idea that we carry with us anyways. And that is suck it up. Yep. Stop fucking playing. And right. Fucking walk that shit Rub off. Some dirt on it. Let's go. We gotta go. Tomorrow's coming. Right. Walk it off. So my thoughts of me thinking is there possibly end real quickly because I got life to deal with. But it starts to make me think. You know, God damn, a lot of what he's saying, some of it's like human, some of it's natural. We all have it. Right. But where's that line That's where I question. maybe need to investigate? Because some of the shit he's saying is really like wow. I'll say that we don't know until we start healing the load of the weight of the hurt that we've been carrying from our past hurts. Right. It, I couldn't have known what. The, so I would say this, that like whatever people are doing that, you know, everyone want to eat fucking keto and paleo and, 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 and do the right workout and do the right consciousness and meditate and fucking everybody's <laughs> yeah, right. right. Everybody, everybody more than ever in our lifetime is, is looking to this elevated state of consciousness. People are saying, how do you upgrade your life? How can you get a life, a life, life hack? Life Fuck hack. that. Right. Fuck There's that. all that stuff. Yeah. And so like, if you could do something like this therapy that I'm in, like I, I want, like any, my, I want my mom to do it. Like, if it can take away late afternoon brain fog, depression, build confidence. Like, if there's all those assets to it of that, you'll feel better. Is it not worth exploring that, right? Because at whatever point in your life you live to be fifty years old, you, you might want to get a colonic. You might, you might, you might have had. Some you stuff might, back. yeah. You so, might find some old beef that, stew that's back the there. Thing. You might want to go ahead and. But and wait tune a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. God damn it! The only thing, and I don't disagree with this, Tate. God damn it! But let's cut the shit. What shit? I'm gonna tell you. Oh, okay. I hear you say this. And I think to myself, it's true. But one piece well, is... When you say this, what do you mean? I mean, why not upgrade this? Everyone wants right, to elevate, okay. right? Yeah, why not yeah, upgrade yeah. the system? I'm, I'm not against it. Yeah. I'm not against it at all. But I'm also seeing the same thing with all these motherfuckers that want to upgrade the system. This yoga, this fucking mat, da, 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 I'm going to do mixed martial, I'm going to do all this shit, right? Not really do it. But to avoid... The other part of the healing work, which is to confront your real self. Like, you can get more oxygen, and, and if you have brain injury, sure. But if you don't, if you have a slight, and the other thing, 
you might be another motherfucker that's going to try another practice that's just one more distraction from what's really going on with you. Why are you emotional? But, but the thing is, is like that's a lot of judgment yeah. for, for a lot of people that you and I do not know. And we are supposing outcomes that are negative or puny based on a very certain set of criterion. I would offer, why wouldn't I want anybody to try to get better in any way they could? Especially when we're talking about these psychic things where you're talking about impediments about like, yeah, the guy should just clean up his fucking house every day, but he doesn't. But, but I'm saying that there could be a mental, a psychic disturbance that could be amended and that might even out that dude's life in, in untold ways. And That's I'm medication. I'm not. Wait, wait, wait. But 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 right, listen. Right. What I'm not saying. I'm not disagreeing with what you're saying in terms of we don't know everybody. Uh-huh. I agree with that. But but, even, I, but, even but if but, you but, know your brother, who gives a shit? He don't care about what you think. He does. In, unless unless he unless he wants change. Unless he wants transcendence. You can notice all the people that need shit all day long. But all you are is a dickhead in judgment of everybody at that point. Maybe. Right? And no, why, and, actually, and so, so maybe I go, not. I go, I don't want to position myself there. I don't want to argue with nobody about nothing. I want to go, here's roads that I know of that take you certain places, and here's what's going on. And if it can help you, God bless. Listen, you're right. But what I am adding to it is, yes, you could say that I'm the dickhead who's judging people. However... There may or may not be people who are dispensing the truth, a truth. Okay. All right. And so some people are going through certain things, right? And they know who they are. They're listening. And they may be saying to themselves, I would rather, right, try another distraction. Cool. And I'm saying, I'm going to be the one that will say, but there's also something else you got to work on. Inside, yeah, and if people want to say just, that's punitive, just one thing is true doesn't mean a lot of other things aren't true about. Oh, the same that's thing. why I said add. Yeah, that's why I'm adding to what you're saying. I'm just saying that it's like I can't suppose where somebody's at. You got to pick people up where they're at. People are where they're at. You know, you, you know. I heard you talk with a young gentleman on here that was a, a a physical trainer, and you're like, a lot of people are just fucking full of shit and they don't want to show up. And that's true. That's true. How many professional athletes you ever trained? How many people you ever coached to success in your life? A couple. Okay, a couple. Coached, not in physical, but in mental and emotional. Absolutely. And then this guy has a gang of experience with going, I have to put bread on my table. Right. I have to appeal to a broad people. Absolutely. I have to give those people results. I have to build return clientele. I have to do all that. Right. I have to be a lot of different people as an actual person that's a professional that's trying to alter people's lives. Sure. I can't have this one hammer i'm only gonna have one kind of client i can't be helpful i've minimized and, and neutered myself to become helpful to anybody right. else in the world right because i know so goddamn much right about what a pussy you are well, well no that no ain't, wait. that ain't no that ain't no way to go through life Truman. well hold on a second hold on a second hold on a second now you are right you are right and who am i right listen i am but my point is is that's correct I'm not a physical trainer. Right. Right? It's just a point. No, 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 no. I'm not a physical trainer. What I am is I'm an attorney. Okay. Right? And part of my job is to point out uncomfortable truths. Now, 
Listen. Yeah, but th- that's not part of your job. You're, you're, it you're, is. You're, wait, 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 wait. Mr. Society. Mr. Fletcher. Mr. Fletcher. That's got an opinion. Wait, Mr. Fletcher. Like Donald Trump or anybody else. Hold on, Mr. Like my opinion needs to get hurt. Hold on, Mr. Fletcher. <laughs> your opinion needs to get hurt. My opinion needs to get hurt. And it you got done. Wait, you it got. Actually, doesn't. You got done. Wait. Hold, yes, it does. Uh. Uh-uh. Absolutely. That's saying you think everybody deserves an opinion? That is insane. Everybody that, does. That, that means you're listening to every idiot in your comment section. Ah, and that's not true. That's ridiculous. They don't all deserve opinions. A lot of them should learn to hold their mud. And I would think that a person like you that's like, I want to set a line on the standard, would fucking understand that you don't let juveniles with amateurish bullshit ideas air it out as if it's the same fucking veracity as somebody that's the actual this... in the game that's fucking done some things. Well, I'm telling you. Well, let me tell you something. That's a different thing let me tell you something not everybody deserves an opinion hold on a second everybody <laughs> does as their human birthright deserve an opinion you're making the assumption no. that i'm saying they're all equal i'm not saying they're all equal tate mm. i'm not saying that but every human has an opinion whether we like it or not right okay that's why we have comment sections doesn't mean you listen to them mm. discernment is the key why we have comment sections I oh why we do we have comment sections well, for, <laughs> for advertisement to attach your your attention to it so that you're connected to your phone all the time so that you can create commerce and that's all we are as a product now but that's a whole different conversation no it's actually a good conversation I, part I, of I that i think it's not a good conversation i'm just saying it's different no and i agree with you and i'm adding that it's good but okay. here's my point as an attorney my job is to have discernment to look and to say certain things mm-hmm. so when you say to me, like, listen, have you ever trained a professional athlete? Of course I say no. But in, I'm saying back to you, part of my job as an attorney is to read, think critically, make judgments. And sometimes I get paid a lot of money to make a decision in a time when people don't want to make a decision. So that's why I am the position of saying, like, yeah, maybe, maybe that person is. And I'm going to hold that line. Maybe. But a lot of that stuff, I, have, I think you have to go back and go specificity is what heals or what makes the difference and you have to have performance and function with that and you can muddy it up with a whole bunch of shit that ain't relevant to get people off the course and a lot of stuff that 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 i do to help people is get those things out of the way right so that they can let the truth come through right right and and we can go ahead and be mired up into like what the president says or what they're doing in uganda but all that does is take the focus off of the things that I need to clear up about myself right. mm-hmm. so that I can be a fuller and more useful human for my community. Right. Not so I can show people I'm the smartest guy in the room. Right. Not so I can do this or that. It's like, this is all, you know, I'm the fish I got to catch. Right. You know, whatever everybody else does, man, that's up to them, man. Right. And, 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 and so in, in that same spirit, that's how I feel. Mm. Right. My mind works the way it works. And so I'm the fish I got to catch. Mm-hmm. And sometimes for me, that means I got to say the thing. That's not going to make friends. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so that is also, for me, part of the it's truth. A weird, it's a weird thing that your, your thing is like where I'm going to piss people off is the thing that you come <laughs> That's the first, that's your primary thing. I, I'm a guy that pisses people off because I say the uncomfortable truth. It's not a guy that's going, I'm so attached to the truth that I'd like to explore that and this is what I'm going to put out regardless, right? It's a different mindset. No, 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 it's not. Here's the thing. I've noticed that what I put out that is the truth, that is a little uncomfortable or combines two ideas that people don't traditionally associate Uh together. Mm -hmm. Like, for instance, yes, what Tate is saying is good, but I can already see that other folks, not everybody, but some people are going to use this as another treatment to avoid. 
Okay. And my point is, is that's a warning for some people, maybe even you. Okay. Maybe. I'm not saying for sure. I'm saying maybe. <laughs> I'm just saying how crazy it is. You are, you're down on this rabbit hole now. We're talking about late stage brain damage health where people are killing themselves. Right. And you're like, maybe you just need to be taught. It's like. I didn't it, say it, that. It's the, it's the I, didn't, you, I didn't say that. a crazy position. Man. I didn't say. Mr. Tate, all due respect, <laughs> I didn't say that. All I said is I could see a lot of people. Not you. Okay. And all I'm, I'm, I'm just why warning. Would you, why would you want not anybody to go towards help? I didn't say thing? that. I want. Don't make I, sure it's not an excuse, you guys. Motherfuckers try stuff. It's earth school. We're all trying on different shit and I'm, seeing how it goes for us. How it goes for you might be different than me. I'm not even saying this is a thing everybody should do. Right. I'm just saying if you're at the fucking end stage of things, there's, there's, there's options for you. Right. And you're like, well, we got to explore that they're not a pussy first. No, I didn't We've say. I didn't We've say, already ascertained that. I did not These say that they were. These are fighters. These are people that have taken off I did not more say that. in life than most people. You I like that's, because, hold on, hold on, hold on. This is part of the, the uncomfortable crazy. stuff. Not want to be a friend stuff that he says that right. we need on the show. Hold on a second. <laughs> Mr. Fletcher. Mr. Fletcher. First a first second, I did not say anyone was a pussy. I okay. didn't say that. Right. You put that in my mouth. <laughs> okay. Is that fair? Okay. And what I what I was saying is, is I was raising the possibility for some people to think about it for themselves. I wasn't saying everyone who does it is a pussy. Okay. I wasn't saying no one should do it. I didn't say any of those things either. Right. And that's why I was actually contributing to the conversation and saying adding to what you were saying i wasn't challenging i like it i like it i like both of these guys positions i get both of their positions um and um now <laughs> wait, 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 wait. wait no no sean go ahead sean go ahead say your thing i do I, I wanted to i've been thinking about this ever since you guys please, started this please. this diatribe but um <laughs> i wanted to know what like when on your first session like, mm -hmm. what were the results that you felt? Like, mm -hmm. what happened? What did you start to notice that was, like, a result of the So, therapy? the Wednesday before I'm riding around in my truck, I'm going to shoot myself in the chest. I just, that's it. Talk to a guy Thursday, tell him that. Two different guys. And uh, just because it's just like, and it's just passing weather. Because brain damage is like, everything is passing weather. You can't attach to any of these emotions too much. Um, you just watch it happen. And, uh, and so I'm, I'm pretty much at a, an extreme end is why I say that about that Thursday. Right. And then I, I make this appointment. I get to the clinic on Monday, Sunday night, whatever Monday morning I go and I start doing it and they ask you questions every morning. They go, are you skeptical at all when this happens, when you get the treatment? Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm not hopeful. What made you I don't have any hope. I've what? got full depression. I don't have any sense that life's going to get better. But no what, what, but, but, hold on. Uh -huh. But but what was the thing that made you go anyway? You didn't have hope, but you still went for treatment. It was what? co signed. By yeah, I'm at the fucking end of my life, and I'm going. If you if you can do something, then you ought to. And this was something that was right in front of me at that time. Right. And so it was the same way that I got to the last brain clinic because I was I couldn't hold on much more and. I go, okay, I'll go, and wh whatever. And so that's what brought me there. Anyway, I go through this irritability, checklist, depression, hopelessness, physical pain. There's a battery of questions every morning to track you. Scale of 1 to 10, where you land. Um, everything's 6s, 8s, whatever, Monday, Tuesday, 5, 6, I don't know. People are like, oh, how do you feel? It's like it's fucking weird to be able to, 
describe that then to somebody or like, oh, I don't know, I feel a lot of different ways inside of 10 minutes, you know, like, fuck. Anyway, so they're looking at these broad scope changes and irritability is a huge one. And, uh, and, and, uh, but by Wednesday, I start feeling so much better. Like, I was like, I feel clear. And like, I feel like my thoughts are like crisp and I feel, uh, huh. And I don't want to say shit because fucking everything I've ever done in order to stay alive since the time I got hurt until then has been just trying to breathe in hope and, 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 um, trying to get to a place where it's like, do you even feel like you want to be a part of this at all? Like all that. Anyway, I get up and I, I, so I don't want, I'm not telling my mom, I'm not getting anybody's hopes up. I'm not doing any of that. I'm in a hotel and I'm fucking by myself and I get up the next morning, six in the morning. I'm fucking walking the bathroom, the hotel fucking big smile, like a real happiness on my face. Six, six thirty in the morning. What the fuck? Weirdo fucking get in the fucking shower. Fucking smiling in the bathroom at six in the morning. And, uh, and I get in the shower and then fucking soaping up. And I go, I, I go start going through these questions. And I go, where is that depression? Mm. Where is that at? This, this cloak that I've had ever since I can ever remember. And, and it just wasn't there. It was like, a, it was always a part of me. And then it was separated. And somewhere else, and I was like, that is odd. I go in the clinic, and so it was like that kind of thing. And then by that Sunday, I called the guys that had helped me and brought me there. The, the one guy owns the center, and, and uh, I just go, I don't know what's happened, but it's, it's a different mind than I've ever been able to ever see life with ever before. And, um, and I, you know, to me, it's been miraculous in that way. What I also have seen there with that, they treat autistic kids also, bro. And um, I see these kids that are fucking savage fucking crazy hitting mom screaming running all that and big heavy four-year-olds like that are like right considerable if you're a mom right and of all. course and in the waiting room and like oh my god that's a lot of energy you know brain damaged already and i got this fucking kid running at me like a bowling ball down the hall <laughs> and uh and i go in and whatever i do my treatment i leave and I, when I come back up, I, I fucking left my glasses, so I, I go back upstairs, see the same mom and her little boy, and they're walking on the steps, and she's going, one, uno, two, dos, and they're, they're hand in hand, skipping down the steps together, learning to count. Totally different. And he's completely calm and, and, and reset, and I thought, this is fucking amazing. So I was like, not only my own experiences that were like that, but then I was seeing it also around me. And so there's, in this clinic, it's dudes that look like fucking me, there's like, Huge fucking warfighter guys mostly are who's in there, and then these little kids and uh, and benefits like it's crazy what we don't know about the brain. When did you let yourself feel relief? Like when you finally said, "I, mean, I think this is a thing." I don't. I don't. I still don't know. I'm, I'm just. I've so much been just in the unfolding of the process of seeing like, yeah, what what can build on this, you know? And and I'm only just right now starting to see. Oh yeah, there there could be a there there could be a good life that you could build out of this and you could have health. Right. You know, but yeah, that mental health is, a, it's like, it's, you know, it's cause you, you vary, you know, sometimes you feel good and, and, but like those, those drops, they're not there anymore. Like they, like they, where I used to live. Right. You know? And so that's, that's real different. And then I think, you know, then, then 
is the starting ground. And then that's where you can put good work and discipline and start to re rebuild and exact yourself. Because part of the thing that we're talking about going through this stuff, the reason that is, is that I live my life in a certain fucking way that would make most other men fucking pale and piss themselves. What would that be? My whole history has been that. We can talk about that another time or whatever. <laughs> but, but, but that's what it's been. Yeah. And then you get into a position where you've hurt yourself like this, yeah. in this way. Yeah. And all that stuff, you don't know who you, you're not any of that anymore. Could I even be strong again? All that kind of shit is, and it doesn't matter who you've been every fucking day of your life up until that point. Yeah. But, but when, when, when the, when the shell gets shattered. Right. And everything leaks out, what's left. And that's what we're talking about rebuilding from. It's not a thing about like, just nut up and feel better. It's right. it, it's not that. Well, I agree with that because what I'm saying is, is that I'm not talking about the shell. When I talk about what we avoid in life, I'm talking about what's inside. Like, like I'm not a big guy. My shell is not. That's a different thing, though. That's a whole different conversation. You can't even see what I'm talking about. I do see what you're talking about. Okay, mm. but you, you think that. And you will say that readily instead of going and exploring. I wonder why he would think that I want to think that the, the idea that you think that you know so many things is amazing to me. It's like it, it, we're living in a mystery, brother. I believe and, that. And, 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 and mystery, what this been has been the most baffling thing I've ever done. And you're like, nope, I know what that is. And uh, well, I'm, maybe, maybe. I, listen. Not, I got to jump in and hold say, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I do believe that Juman knows a lot of shit. Hold on of a second. Hold on a I'm second. Not, I'm, not dis, I'm not disregarding that. I'm not. Mis I'm just saying this is a very specific thing Absolutely that, 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 I, that has been a mystery to me. Listen, Tate, I don't mean any disrespect. And I'm not saying I know what you've been through. I'm not saying that. Right. I am definitely not saying that to you. Okay. Okay. I am saying that when I, I'm just saying when I'm talking about whatever, generally speaking, especially when it comes to men. And you got done talking about when the shell breaks and, and things leak out outside. Yeah, your container. It's like your container that you right. build life in. Yeah. Right. And I'm saying like around yeah. me anyway. I'll just say me in my own experience. Yeah, that's best. Okay. In my own experience, right? The hardest things that I've had to deal with in my life have not been physical challenges for me. Mm -hmm. The hardest things that I've had to deal with is what's been on the inside, what it is that I've been running from. Sure. Where I came from, sure. who I thought I was yeah, versus yeah. what I was really showing up. Yeah. And I'm saying that, like, to me, that is just as tough, let's say, or whatever. I'm not even interested in putting it yeah, on that, scales. That's, you're talking about a formation of life of a human. All those things you're talking about, that's human yeah, existence. Yeah, totally, totally, 100%. You don't feel there's any need for that about, conversation we're we're in this conversation. Different, different things. Got it, got it. Yeah. Right, and, I'm, and, and, all I'm, I, and I agree with you, and I'm just bringing that part, part of it to this conversation just so that it's there in the background, but I'm not suggesting. Yeah, none of it's easy. Nobody's saying that. Right, that's, I agree with that. I agree with that. I mean, it's all hard. It's just different levels. There's not like, I would never even say, oh, the, the biggest things I've ever surmounted weren't physical. They were emotional, this or that. Bullshit. You're a liar. Everything is hard. Everything's hard at every fucking time because the only moment is right now. And when right now is fucking hard, whether that's physical, whether that's a heartbreak, whether that's I lost my dog, mm. it absorbs the whole fucking moment. Right. So there ain't nothing worse than that. We're in the moments, you know. Right. So like then, right. you know, how, how do I stay in an eternal moment? That right. Is, uh, more fortified, right? How do I get back to that? Mm. Something like that. Mm. I think I. Th I mean, listen. What you're sharing with us is um, 
enlightening in the sense especially that we don't know very much about the brain mm -hmm. right we don't know much yeah but it's amazing what you brought up early on when you were talking about the alpha the different waves is that they, those kinds of like that's why I trip out because I look at the autistic I look at all this shit and I go what are they going to know in five years it's, right. it's really a, it's, a, it's such a hopeful fucking time you know in, in that way it is and but it's corresponding with a big change in so many things in our lives totally right there's things that have been the same for like a hundred years it seems like that in the next five probably will never be the same right a completely different thing 100% even you think about the ways people hit a lick nowadays you know like like everything is like quick like you look at a guy like Richard Branson or something like that and he's he, he is traversed so many fucking things that have fallen away right video cassettes right cassette tapes right dvd like whole industries that have fucking fallen out and died right and he's he's pivoted and say and so like right now i look at this time too and this great big pivot as i'm coming to here and i'm like we're in the biggest pivot of my life this you know, is in ways that is like crazy. I crazy. I agree. And I, I think this like I was just reading another book about a jewel thief who had a very long career. Right. Mm -hmm. And he retired because the nature of robbing and stealing from a physical location. Mm -hmm. Totally different now. Yeah. And that the big scores aren't even breaking into a physical place anymore. The big scores are breaking into like a cyberspace or something Digital. like that. Right, right exactly. Right. And so he's just out of the game. He, he never got arrested and he never had yeah. to do a lot of time. But that crime kind of almost doesn't exist anymore. Exactly. In, in a way, yeah. It's exactly. A trip like that, you know? And then this whole shifting that's happened, I think, that's shaken the core of everybody is, you know, um, I was talking to Lux the other day and like, the, the, like what really en enlivened me is, um, is when George Floyd got, got murdered. And then, you know, and then watching everything that happened, you know, and that COVID, what, what a crazy thing as far as like a, a presentation of like, here's a brand new life that, you know, and, and, and here's also what got shaken for me was my whole history, right? Not, not my whole history. Like I known, you know, yeah, the U.S. were the biggest gang there is. We're the baddest motherfuckers that are out there. Right. We go take what we want. This, the problem I got with it is that. When they tell me that they got weapons of mass destruction, why don't you just do? Why don't you just say you want to do a smash and grab on Iraq? You want you just destabilize the area because we don't want them to get powerful, <laughs> right? Why, That's why right. Say that. Just, That's right. Just be honest with me. That's you right. Know what I mean, you don't got to tell me that we're being virtuous. He's right. Like you know, He's like right. that—that's the part that's so offensive. And and like it's always been against the government. I think the government is always look. You know, I mean, motherfuckers got power. You need to have your throat on the hand of power. And so whoever's in office, <laughs> if you got a T-shirt on that's got that dude's face on, you're a jackass. Right. You should have your fucking hand around the neck of power all the time. It doesn't mean we want to squeeze it tight, but we want to let them know we're yeah. there. Yeah. Right? Like right. That. that. That's what you have to do in, in, in this life. And so we're seeing this kind of position get shifted. And then we're like, well, oh, oh. never before have I seen, you know, the, the, the history uh, uh Representative democracies, democracies, whatever, they last like 300 years. Yeah. <laughs> We're at like 240, something right. like that, right? We're mm -hmm. not. And, and what happens? What also happens? They turn into, a, into some kind of crazy fascism. And I don't really even like to say fascism because everybody got a different idea of what that means. That's true. Misuses You're it right. and fucking whatever. You're so, right. You're anyway, 100% right. Um, but, but, but all that shit, man, when, when you look at that, when have you ever seen bootlickers that just are like, yeah, the state, that's my guy. That's all these dudes with flags in the back of the truck. <laughs> yeah, that, but that's what's going on right what's now. Crazy. And that's right before 
the fall of every dem- democracy throughout history. What's crazy about what it's you're crazy. saying is and is they think that they're patriots. What's crazy about what you're saying is is number one, they think they're patriots. Yeah. Right? They like they Nazis. don't know what happened in World War II. Yeah. Right? Like we right. fought the fucking Nazis. And then they want to talk about like the Confederate flag or something. You talk about stuff like that. I looked into it then. They're like, it's our, our history, our pride, this and that. You know, it was it was flying for like two years over Alabama or wherever the right. fuck it was, right? And then it went to sleep for a hundred years. Right. And then in the 60s, it got a resurgence. Right. Because of the civil rights movement, and they're like, fuck that. Mm. And they want to raise their Confederate flag. That's what the fuck happened. That's true. And that's what all those statues that are up, that's all that was a fight back against civil, civil rights. rights. That's exactly right. Not only that, there were Southern states that put together senators, of which um, LBJ was one of them that helped deal with them. But these senators, like what you got Mitch McConnell in Kentucky, these are old mm-hmm. stand guards, and the mm-hmm. Senate rules were set up to slow the change in the United States down. And that's what they did. They, they, the civil rights tried to pass six, seven times, and they got voted down every single time. And it wasn't until after the assassination of JFK and LBJ that the pressure was on that they finally allowed it to go in. And even then, they had considered it slightly watered down from what they really wanted to do. And they've been working since that time to roll it all back. Right. And that's mm-hmm. where we're at yeah. right now. Yeah. Well, the Them funny, the funny thing when you see the downstream effects of it, too, and you look at it and you go, <laughs> you look at little weird things like, the only time that the NRA ever didn't stand up for gun rights right. was when the Black Panthers went to the state capitol. That's right. That's right. It's the only time. That's right. But, you know, if you want to imagine a situation when a group that is so fervent and so fucking passionate right. about guns right. goes, just look into the one time they didn't. And you tell me that we're not in a... a, a a society of white supremacy that's built on white supremacy and imperialism like everywhere else in the world that's come through that goes to dominate brown and black people. And that is, that's just the truth of what that is. And but that's it, the expression it, of Carnegie. That's all, all our heroes that built America, Rockefellers, true. all those guys. They had that. They were so strong that those were the first antitrust things we had to do was to fight against Rockefeller. Right. The guy that built our country, right. our railways, our everything. We had to fight to, to fucking cut his legs off. Right. And so that's what government has. That's what I mean about having a hand in the throat of government. We need to... We need to be able to control these things that before they become so powerful that we're out of control. And right now you look at it and say if Atlas shrugs, like Instagram shrugs, what happens to all those millionaires? How many people do you know are millionaires just because of Instagram? If that one private company private. decides to change their shit, right. you've changed the economy of the world. Right. Like, and and it, so it's a crazy, crazy time that we're in and there's nobody that is in charge. There's no adults in the room. You know what I mean? When 2016 happened, look at the president. I was like, let's just wait for an adult to come in the room. Right. And it's like, they never came. They're having a big dick contest. 70 year old dudes are having big dick contests on stage going, you got little hand. I'm like, this is leadership. Like what the actual fuck? But you know, the thing that really upsets me or kind of scares me even more is that the Trump road show was so bad. The road show. Right. (laughs) That we're ready for the status quo again. Like we're almost well, that's ex- what we went back to. And so that's the thing too. When I say that, I wanna say keep fuck Biden and, and Kamala Harris too. Right. Like all that that the, the reason he is there 
is because they just wanted status quo. 50-year guy, he's a 50-year team player. Right. And he's not going to disrupt shit. Right. The, the, the thing about Kamala, I hope that she gets awakened. She's like, oh, I made some bad decisions when I was AG or whatever right. the deal is. There's but a lot I, of people in prison. Woman, I was a woman of color right. that was coming up, right. and I just went with the status quo. Right. They rolled over me, and I just did. I played ball. I had to. But now I'm in power in a different way, and I go, oh, I don't have to. I don't have to play myself like that anymore. Maybe that'll happen. Maybe she'll grow it. I don't know. But regardless, somebody need to have their hand on those people's throats. And here's the thing. The part that upsets me more than anything is, is that you're right when you're saying like, like a white supremacy or whatever. But the problem is, is that there's a lot of people that think they're a part of that group that are being manipulated that aren't rich people. Well, that's why I say it's an inside job. Right. I have to look. I mean, there's a lot the, of white people I know that aren't benefiting look, from look, that look, situation. Look, look to what you don't know. Always look that. That's why I'm always concerned when somebody knows so much, right? It's like <laughs> yeah. they're not even looking at their blind spots at all because they think they know some shit. Yeah, and and that's that can be dangerous, you know. Sure. But you you know, and so then I go, how do I, how do you do that? Tate, look at it in your own life. What do you mean, you fucking arrogant asshole? Well, I'll tell you what I mean is that look at it uh, through the lens of TV and movies. And then you go back, you go the very first movie that was ever made, and it was a little bit they called called The Klansman. And then they thought maybe we'll change the name, and they called it Birth of a Nation right, after. Right. And then that got played. It was the first movie ever got made, and it got played in Woodrow Wilson White House. Right. Got played in the White House. Right. And it was a movie about the Ku Klux Klan being basically like the Vigilantes, Avengers. Vigilantes, yeah. Right. Righting like the, the wrong. Avengers that came in. To save you from the black man that was raping your wife, right. Mexican, and da, right. da 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 da, and there's all that, and that's the way that was, and that was even at a time when they wouldn't put black people in films; they would put them in blackface, right? To represent. Right. But what I'm saying is that's a deep propaganda, a deep state propaganda, for sure. That's been coming on since the first time television came out. Then the next time you see black, you watch Step and Fetch it or something, right? And you go, oh, he's in an apartment just like fucking we live in. No, he's not. They're showing you an idea, like the Jefferson. That's not. That's, that's not, not the real. black ghetto. That's right. Not a, that's not. Well, so what, what you say? What so you say? It was important for us to to have media right. to be able to do this, right? right? Right. Because well, and now we got media, but to look at it and to deconstruct it, right? Right. Is what I mean, mm -hmm. and to go back and go, here's all the places I was fooled. How come I never heard of Tulsa, Oklahoma, 1921? Right. Until May of this year. Right. right. How come me as a free American that's right. educated, I've never fucking heard of that? Right. Why don't I know? About about the 1680 Pueblo See, this revolt is the same in New thing Mexico. that Chumahan's talking about when he talks about the stories he wants to tell. He wants to tell the real American history. And that's what we need to do. Is right, right like the, 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 these next years. I mean, me being in film and like where I want to go is is I, I want to be in in that expression of truth. And and it's not it's not in a, in a way to degrade people or go oh white people are bad or this or that. Right. That's not what I'm saying. Yep. I'm saying you know I I believe you know I come from fucking I'm gonna crush you and and fucking outlast you and mm -hmm. fuck you man. <laughs> <laughs> resilient and yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. relentless yeah. and you're not yeah. going to be able to fucking keep up I'm going right. to work through right. you right. I've always had that I understand what John Rockefeller felt right. I get it Right. but at the same point when you get to a certain amount of evolution of yourself and of your society do you not want to why did we stop reaching for better things? Right. Right. That's the thing that I don't understand about all my brothers and sisters that are out there uh, with whatever flags in the back of their truck or whatever the fuck is going on. But why can you not understand that your black brothers and sisters are looking through different eyes and that that America that is expressed to you is very fucking different? Why isn't that even interesting to you? You already know more people that already just know. Right. 
Why aren't you willing to look at it through these other people's eyes that we clearly can't know about? Because we know that twins will grow up next to each other. They'll have the same experiences, and they'll both have way different psychic outputs of what that meant for them. Sure. Let alone fucking this whole race thing where people have been subjugated, uh, railroaded, and whitewashed into being uh, rapists and killers and criminals for forever to where they create fear in police. That's why the police brutality is not the police's fault. They are built for that from this downstream effect of white supremacy that we're all built upon. And, and they're taught to be terrified. Biden, uh, your uh, Hillary Clinton, all those guys in 94, they yep. did that crime bill. Yep. And then they, they, they did a thing where they called them super predators. If you're a young black kid, they said right. Hillary Clinton went on TV. If you're between 13 and 50, they, they get expressed, this super, super predator gene. And now you've got these little boys. I was listening to this guy. Fucking he wrote about a black guy. And he says, I was that age at that time in New York City. Yeah. And I started to get terrified and I would cry to my mom. When is this super, what is this terrifying thing going to come out of me? So even black people themselves were ingesting are colored it. Right. By this They're thing. in fear of their own selves. And so right. that's why you have this fucking coward police officer. Right. That, and I don't say coward in a bad way, but he's terrified of this thing because he's been viewing this image as the devil but to on, ever the, since forever and he doesn't even know it but to add he on to he's that making a good decision to add on to what you're saying is the police that we have today yeah are not the police that we have before we are underpaying and overworking these people they have to work overtime hours to make ends meet the cops and well, with, join, it, join everybody that works at Walmart and everything. Else, I get you know, it, but, get, but I sign on to LAPD, I'm not making. Don't I get a fifty thousand dollars bonus right now? Listen, today? I don't. I'm not making an excuse for police. I'm not making an excuse, but what I am saying is, is that we have in the last since the '80s, right? Your hourly wage has meant less and less and less, and and that affects the guy at Walmart. That affects but the that, that's, the, that affects me in the film business. That, it affects it, everybody. It, 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 that's that's. But then, but then we brainwash the cop. Then we don't properly train the police. We do properly train them. I saw a guy at a dead run in the dark put his taser, transfer it over, redraw his weapon on a dead run against a man in a dead run in the dark, and he dropped him dead. That's good training. You mean nobody shoots like that, <laughs> right? That's good training. Uh, okay. Yeah, I saw another guy. I saw another guy. Yeah. I saw another guy. Yeah. He's running across a parking lot. Yeah. He looked like a guy that they wanted to maybe look for. They didn't know, and they all pull up. The guy pulls his rifle. Couldn't wait to get his M4 out. Puts his rifle again, and then boop boop right through his chest, man. Like from 150 yards away. Perfect good, training. Good training. Now listen. So my point is this, is that the training is not the problem. The problem is, is that what you teach their eyes to look at. Right. You're always looking to escalate. There's never a cop I met in my life right. that doesn't escalate a well, situation. That's, that's what I mean by not properly trained. Right. That's what right. I mean by not but properly that, that, trained. That's why I like to put a specificity to it. Because sure. everybody says that and they're like, we'll teach them all jujitsu. I'm like, guys with this consciousness, <laughs> right, right. I don't want well, them to no, know how to fight right. better. And, and I'm agreeing with you saying that the <laughs> next level policing that's required is to train them how to de-escalate yeah. situations, contain mm -hmm. situations, and to understand what indoctrination they've maybe gone through in a passive but situation. We can't society. even admit that we can't even admit as a whole that, it's wrong. that black people and white people are treated different. That's how crazy regressed we are as a whole. Right. We yeah, can't even admit that. It's way obvious things. That. It's way deeper than that. And when you did hit on a good subject, I was hearing that professor that I told you about from Georgetown. Yeah. And he was talking about there's, an, there's a fear that's been planted in everybody's head yeah. about the black man. Yeah. 
Okay, and the and the reason that there's so much black on black crime, yeah, is that the blacks too have received all this right information. Right. Absolutely, then themselves right. are in fear that's of right. their own kind. Like right. that's deep, deep so psych- that's, that's, psychological fucking. That's like that. Know? Yeah. Candace Owen and all those race right. apologists. Yep. They always talk about, and, right. and it came clear to me around June of this year. I saw. Uh, I don't know. You guys follow Trick Trick out of Detroit. He's a uh, uh, Old school Detroit guy, um, solid, respected in the neighborhood, and he's going off about it, it was after Ahmaud Arbery was murdered, mm-hmm. right? And they didn't, I don't know how long, was it a month? It, it took a long time to arrest those guys. Right, they right? took forever. They, they, yeah. they, they, yeah. they yeah. live-streamed a, a stalking and a murder, <coughs> right? And, and, and they're free. And, right. and so he's he's putting a video and he's like, these motherfuckers down in Atlanta, you guys all want to buck on each other because like you got you know a lot of different rap groups are, are beefing. They, there's bodies behind that shit. Right. People right. getting dropped. Right. 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 Chicago war right. zone. He goes, how come you guys aren't going down there? The devil is right down the street from you. Exactly. The devil's right, right. down the street and you don't touch him. But you're out there killing each other. What the fuck? And he's incensed. Yeah. And I go, he's not seeing the same thing Candace isn't seeing. Right. And that is is that the black life is valueless. You can kill and hurt the black skin with impunity in right. America. Right. But if right. they go down the street and a guy that live murdered their brother is still free, they can't touch they him. They can't touch him. Because he's got white skin. Right. right. And that's the, that was, so when people are like, oh, the blacks got to clean up their own. No, you devalued. That's the thing. Right, that, that's the psychological twist. They can get away with a black murder. That I but you wish, can't get that, away with. That's murder. what would give me hope is if we could all twist into that. Just right, that's one simple. You can't. I couldn't think of an argument against it. You know, where's, it, the, where's the lie? What What even adds to what you're saying is is that the guy in Tennessee, who blew up a fucking RV, right? He's a white dude, and his girlfriend a week ahead of time told the cops that my boyfriend is building an RV with bombs in it to blow it up, and the cops didn't even check it out. But Floyd writes a bad check, and they fucking choke him out right on the spot. He blew himself up, that guy, in Nashville? Yeah. He was in the truck, right? Yeah. And so that was him live on the speaker saying, stand back, if you can hear this, stand... I thought it was a recording that that he left. But it's just crazy to me that you could tell the cops that a white guy's building a bomb in an oh, RV yeah. in Tennessee, and they'll be like, "Well, I well, mean, you look at look at the verbiage that they use, right? They they don't. There's never a word terrorist, right? There's never internal terrorist, right? There's none none of that, right? right. And that's clearly like Timothy I mean, McVeigh. They never say he's a terrorist, terrorist right? right? Even though he blew up a whole fucking. I mean, and you can't you can't tell me. That out all the different people that are writing stories and this and that. It's like, no, we only use this. They, it's like they have a rule. Only use this vernacular for this type of person. Yeah, of course. This for this type. And, and it's like that, you know. All right. Of a sudden the, all of a sudden, the difference between the shooter, uh, you know, and the alleged shooter gets real big. Well, <laughs> this is why politically correct in some ways actually allowed this regression to get exacerbated because it seemed like because we decided that we were going to speak a certain way and i'm not saying we should be mean to each other that's not what i'm saying but i am saying that we thought it seemed like a large society a part of society thought the job was done because we weren't using certain words anymore and then this other ugliness kept growing and building i think that's what embarrassed me chumahan what it's like when i got present to that, when I started looking into the different things, Tulsa, Oklahoma, uh, a lot of the Jim Crow laws, what, what had happened after um, after the war, 
what had happened was that we blossomed. Our uh, African-American community of voters in, in Louisiana was 50,000. Five years after that, it was 5,000. Right. Because they just shifted the law. They go, oh, poor white and poor black are the same. They're uniting against the power structure. Right. Fuck that. Right. And so they made Jim Crow laws, and they, they made them lesser people without saying you're three-fifths of a human, right? Right. And, and that started, and then they started doing, um, you know, because of the 13th Amendment, which says, you know, 13th, that, that all men are free and equal. There's no slavery unless you're a criminal. Right. And so then they started arresting black men on nominal charges. That's right. And then they would rent them back to their previous plantation owner at That's a reduced right. rate. And they became, and so but the point is, is like, you know, this imperialism, we're, we're built upon slavery and, we, and it's still ongoing today in the country. Of course, there's horrible things in other parts of the world, blah, 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 blah. But like, you know. I'm talking about America right now. Whacking huts, getting furniture made by dudes in the pen. Or whatever, you know, it's like Dude, all that shit's going on. Too. You know what? It's a, not only that, but I get embarrassed because. Oh, I'm sorry. I was going to say I was embarrassed also because I thought it was done. I'm a kid growing up. I'm hearing about the murders in Atlanta. I'm hearing like, you know, r racial strife all through. I I've watched Roots when I, I, I was like, right. holy, you know, that affected me as a 10 year old. Like, holy fuck. And and you see all that stuff and you and you go. I thought we were so much further than where they are. And then you're just seeing all this stuff. They can live murder. They're showing it. It's just like they did JFK. Oh, right, no. Right. Oh, do you yeah, want to speak out about the military right industrial complex? We can just do you right mm -hmm. here in front of everybody. That's right. Everybody's going to see exactly you. That's exactly right. We're going to lie. And that's the other thing, too. People are like, conspiracy theories. They're not. They're, motherfucker, they live murdered JFK yeah. on TV. In front and of you. And live murdered him on CSI. They <laughs> a nose hair. Right, right. right. Find me. They got right. that motherfucker. We live murdered him right. from different angles. Mm -hmm. Not only that. Nobody's not looking only, into it, you guys. Not right. only. No, that's exactly right. Not yeah. only that, but we captured the guy that we claimed did it, and then some guy was able to walk up out of the the thing Jack Ruby and fucking and kill sure. him, and he a no high level mobster, right? right. Yeah. Like, and that's why I try to tell people I'm like, you know, the, they want you to have conspiracy theories. Sure. They want your mind they want confusion. They want not only confusion, fear, and acknowledgement that they have the power to do it with impunity. Hey, did you see Trump? He made a dress last night, I think. No. About, he's like, we're going to go to the wall with this, with every constitutional and <laughs> legal way we can. And, yeah. and he goes through, they've stolen votes here. You can see this. Look at the, there's a box under the table. That proves it. Mm -hmm. And he's showing video. Like, he did this whole crazy thing last yeah. night. Yeah. I, I didn't watch it. And, you know, listen, and a lot of people. Fuck Trump. Are, are, are we really going to have a. Are, Fuck Donald Trump. Are we going to change presidents? Are we going to. I mean, nah, it, is this motherfucker yeah. going to leave or what? Are we yeah. still going to have, are we going to have a war? What's No, there's not going to be a war. Okay. I, this is what I think. Because, wow. This is what I think. I'm starting to believe. Now, listen, this is way out. So you guys can just tell me I don't know too much, blah, blah, blah. But this is what I'm starting to think now. Number one, we spent so much time thinking of Trump as the useful idiot for Putin. But rarely do the newspapers ever say, you know what? This is actually the useful idiot for the CIA and the NSA. Mm. Why would he be a useful idiot just to Putin? Why wouldn't he be a useful idiot to the powers that be here? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I do believe that um, his response to COVID, and I think that his whole get down has been set up to kill a lot of people. I mean, he is like, when you think about the people that don't want to wear a mask, Right. They all have cell phones and they know the NSA is listening. We've all accepted that. Mm -hmm. 
We've all accepted that we don't have any freedom. We got a cell phone and we have enslaved Chinese. And I don't care if you're the most liberal blue fucking whatever. You're part of making poor Chinese people build little fucking oh, electronic. Right? For the for the uh, the resources that it takes for connectivity for your microprocessors right. on your phone. They they mine that out of the Congo, right? And that's a full on slave culture. Totally, they, you know. Here's one 100%. banana at that's the end true. of the day, hundred percent. And you're chained up, and, it, and it's like that. And they're little people. They're like the pygmies that right. do it, and they're the 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 oppressed group by the bigger tribe, the tribe right. regular sized people, right? Who are getting the money? Who are and, and and it's all it's all tribal warfare. And this is where the highest levels of of all our digital media and everything yep. comes from. Yep, is from this. I mean, and I don't care if you have a BlackBerry or iPhone. It's all it doesn't shit. matter. It's all the we're same all part shit. Of that. Yeah, we're all a part yeah, of it. Like a nobody, lot, there's a lot we gotta swallow. Right. Nobody can be. Free. I can't even say I'm above that. Not I got even, a fucking cell phone right here. Not even you. Right. It's embedded so deep. <laughs> right. It's not ingrained. even. It's ingrained. It's it's just ingrained. So, so my point is though is that um, I do think part of the I like. I, He's bringing too many people together to catch COVID and kill off to have a major transfer of wealth. I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know what numbers are. I don't know what anything means. There's such a, you know, they call this the post-truth era. So it's really hard to know. Like what I thought from the very beginning, I thought COVID doesn't seem super dangerous, uh, but it's got a hell of a PR agency behind it. Right. Right. I mean. The first guys we hear about, Idris Elba and Tom Hanks, biggest stars in the world. It's got the best PR agent. Oh, right. be scared. Da, 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 da. Yeah, yeah. And and there's this dissemination from royalty and from the high like the highest levels of film in America. Like that seems so weird, except if you were a PR stunt. And so that's how I started looking at it. And then right. I go, not a lot of people die more people are dying from shark bites. Like this seems weird. Right. And and so like what are we all in? And then then if you have questions, all of a sudden you're, I don't know, politically people make all these things mean all these different things right. or whatever, but it's like, can't we just all agree that the, you guys, everybody lies a lot here and it's hard to know what the tr fucking well, truth so, is, right? so So that's true. And then I go, so what do you know about the numbers in different states? Like, So there's like, I think it's Alabama and Florida that continually forever have said, fuck this, we're not doing any of it. Right. We're not closing, we're not fucking putting masks on, we're not doing that shit. Right. What are their numbers versus places that are the same population density that are really careful right. and fastidious? Because it seems like it doesn't matter. It seems like the numbers, is that true though? Because I don't know. Like is Florida's numbers not any more crazy than somewhere else that's populated well, just the same density as Florida? Well, I mean, look at us in LA. I mean, we're the highest in the nation. And we were and supposed ever, to be the most uh, careful. I mean, we shut down almost everything. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. Except stuff that makes sense, which is weird. You know, like when you look at Costco is open and they put 20,000 people through that building every day. Oh, I'm like, that, it seems crazy that you all are under the delusional belief that, I mean, if, if things aren't safe other places, that you think that that's safe there is, is an insanity. Well, the other part of it is, is that if you think of just our country, you, there's a lot of questions. But it, the questions even mount more when you start thinking like the rest of the world's in on it too then. Of course. Right? And you yeah. got the Germans and everyone else. And yep. so Italy was one of the worst, I think. Right. But so like, it, are they all working together to create this problem? Well, you got to, I think, I don't know any of that. But what I do know is that like the Rothschilds Bank is the national bank for every country in the, in the world, except for like seven countries which are deemed as terrorist states, mm -hmm. like Iran, Libya, 
things like North that. Korea, like, uh, uh, down in South America, Hugo Chavez is right. Shit like that. And those people, they also have the, the same, um, the in- interesting tie in is that they all also said to the world banks when they said, we'll assuage all of your national debt. If you sign over your country's resources to us. Right. And every one of those countries that said no, they are they're the, they're on the terrorist. And so what I'm saying is is that there there's banks, there's groups of people that do run a lot of stuff. And so, I don't, but I don't so, know what any of that looks like. Hold on, you know? that's interesting though, because what you're saying then is is that from a financial perspective, a lot of these countries are working together. Well, when you think about it, and you go, you know, when you get those real rich people that you pull a Rothschilds out or a fucking uh, uh, whoever. Um, a Carnegie descendant or something. Those people, when they talk about wealth, they're like, they could pay the salaries of every American for 460 years. Right. Or something like that. You right. Know, they have these crazy things that they put up. Like a that. level you don't, uh, that we could never understand. No. And so there's like, I don't know how many people. Right. Like, is there seven people that are that rich? Is there a dozen? There's like something like that. There's this fucking very potent group. They, I'm sure they have dinner together. I would if I was that rich. If I was that rich, the only ones that understand each other. I actually believe that it's bigger number than seven, probably. And I believe right, but I believe that, like for instance, royalty has never really gone away, right? right? Like people tell me that the Kennedys are not American royalty, right? And tell me that the Queen really does doesn't have a say in what goes on. Very powerful, family, right? Right, yeah. And she has her own island, Isn't that Isla a Man. Thing too is that that, that, that she says they, they talk about that power, like the parliament makes these right, decisions, and right? And also, and what does the queen do? She's there as an heir of mystery, right? She's the magic trick that you don't get to figure right. out how they do the trick. So it's not, it's yeah. not trans. So her whole job is to be isolated and removed mm-hmm. and just look away. And, and she, in, in, in part of tradition, she meets. Okay, she meets with the prime minister. Once a week, right, from Parliament. Right, right. And she owns so much private property around the world. She even has her own currency in certain islands that are not a part of the United Kingdom. Uh Right? And it's absolutely true. And the thing is, is like, you're telling me, right, and there's no transparency. Nobody gets to see what she's saying or any of that stuff. And you're Mm -hmm. telling me that she has no power uh-uh. or you look at all that stuff you look at the falkland islands back in the 80s right Reagan and shit right and that was just like some shit that's disputes over some shit like we were here and we say we own this and then some <laughs> other people are like no we live here motherfucker <laughs> right like, we're gonna send some ships yeah and uh and it's like that type of shit oh and it's all based back it goes back into this imperialism right so when you're talking about she got islands that got different currency of course they went to try to dominate fucking you know they were the alexander the greats that won most recently Right. right. Was, is right. the UK. That's exactly right. right. <laughs> and it makes you wonder why they really, why they decided on Brexit. Because I was talking to some people from uh, Italy. And aren't they sad about it now? I well, mean, that s- threw their country into a Somehow, ba- yeah, their country. But are the royals really sad about it? Oh, yeah. Ex- that's what I'm saying. So I'm with you on, on those know. questions. And in fact, I read this book called uh, Confessions of an Economic Hitman. Yeah, that's a good one. Did you read that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And when I read that, it was a mind blower. A smart because, guy. I was like, wow, I can't believe that, and that makes total sense. If, if you're if you're if you're listening, uh, if you look up that title, um, "Confessions of an Economic Hitman," there's an animated little four minute thing that goes with it that explains it real clearly and is fucking really illuminating. 
Yeah, it, by John Perkins. Uh, that's a great book because it shows you how these guys would go to these third world countries, tell them like, oh, you're going to have exponential growth. And well, all let's you- put a Coca-Cola here. Right. And they took out these loans from the IMF. Yep. And then also we gave all your people diabetes. Sorry. Right. Oh, no, but no, guess no. what? We, we got to cure. Africa and gave everybody AIDS as well. Yeah. <laughs> well, and by the way, we've got all the right medicine to cure diabetes or to help you with your insulin levels. Right. 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 Get you on a subscription. Yeah. Listen. Uh, <laughs> Look at man. This is, I, <laughs> I could like, talk to Tate all fucking day. We've had everybody leave the room. You know what's crazy? Like, I got to take a break. You know what? Listen, you want to know what's crazy, Tate, is that I, this whole time I've had your scene up from The Mandalorian in that opening scene. Oh, yeah. I've had it up because I want to talk to you about it because I gave up on Star Wars personally. I love, yeah. right? Uh, Last Hope, Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi, and then after that, I'm like, I can't do it anymore. So people were like, see the Mandalorian. I go, all right, listen, I'll look at it. I go, who's this handsome guy in the beginning? <laughs> but anyway, I, I watched it, and I'm into season two, and it's fucking phenomenal, yeah. right? It's like the old Star Wars, and... Um, I think of it as like a, it's like an outer space cowboy... A west, it's right. like an outer space western like, with John Wick. Right. It's kind of what the Mandalorian is like. It's crazy <laughs> because I do get touches of Clint Eastwood's like westerns yeah, in real it. Real swaggery shit. It's yeah. really cool. So the opening scene is kind of like you're in this bar scene or whatever and it's like dim and dingy and the fucking Mandalorian. If you don't know what the Mandalorian is, I'll let you find out. I won't tell you. <laughs> but there's a scene and I go, I know that guy. That's him. That's Tate yeah. talking. That's Tate. That's that's Hutties. If you're wondering the language. Hutties. Listen, Hutties. Jabba the Hut. Right. Hutties. I, I think that that's maybe maybe it's the same planet. Could be tattoo. So Jabba the Hut is a hut, right? And Hutties. Now, how did they? How did they get you to speak Hutties? It's amazing. First, I, well, first I went and I read for that. Yeah. For this exact scene, in English. Right. Basically, and then uh, they called and and fuck man, it was one of those things. You know, you go in a fucking hundred times, and I never think anybody's gonna say yes. Right. I I just go in, I do the work, I present, and then I bounce. Like, right. I can't be fucked with the outcome. I can't fuck with that. And so I will go in, I do the thing. A couple of days later, I get a call though. They go, hey, they loved you, man. And uh, Favreau saw your thing. Uh, John Favreau, the right. great creator of Mandalorian. Right. And he goes and he uh, he's got another part for you. And I go, what? And go, fucking cool. <laughs> and so I didn't know really what anything was. And then I go out to this uh, place in the valley, man, where they do they do fabrications of like, you know, the uh, shape of water guy for all these right. creatures, for Call of Duty guys. They make all all the shit, everything, right? There's there's a huge, you know, nine foot high Darth Vader and stormtroopers walking out of a corner that's like from the set of Star Wars. Like it's like they're these. these this is the place, right? Right. Go in, strip ass. naked. Here's here's Under Armour. Put the Under Armour tights on. Leave your bag in there. We lock the door. That's it. Uh, there's no there's no camera. There's there's nothing here. No shit. And so I don't even know why I'm there. And then they come in and they um they fucking have this matte black fucking Boba Fett helmet. And I was like, oh fuck, that's fucking sick. Yeah. yeah. Ill, right. Yeah. And um, it's me and like 12 people in this little room. It's getting fucking high. It'd be like if 12 people were in here and there's just big mirror 
and and then there's some props and shit around and they go so you don't know what you're doing yet or anything i go no i have no idea and and they go oh this one guy was gonna do it but then he saw you and wanted you to do this and and i knew the other guy and i was like oh cool it's ben affleck stunt man i was like fuck man i'm i'm a good company company yeah. right and uh and so anyway they said well the biggest thing is we want you to see if this helmet fits and I go no shit, and so anyway, then they fit me out, and I I, mean, I become heavy infantry Mandalorian, right? And so I, I, become, I become yeah, Paz Vizsla, Paz Vizsla, and, that's uh, right, and and so that's a whole other character that I got out of that. But then, so I knew that was coming, but it took like a long time to build my suit. Like I was out there four or five times and different measurement. I mean, crazy. What's it, how heavy was that suit that the mandalorian I, I suit I, you know once on i don't know maybe it's is it 20 pounds or is it 40 it depends if there's the jet pack is considerably right. heavier changes the way you sit, i won't you know? i won't if for anyone who hasn't seen it if you haven't seen it you're crazy but for anyone who hasn't i won't ruin it but what i will tell you is is that tate's like a big fucking boba fett like dude right and he starts talking shit and fucking there's it's fucking badass scene. It's, like, it's cool because it goes through, you know, culture and and it goes through mythology. Right. And part of that mythology of that is is that the Mandalorian had come into our den. Right. Of, of where we've all been hiding underground and all that, and and we're a tribe of people of honor and integrity. That's a war class people. Right. And. And who is this fucking new guy? You ain't walking like we, you don't know, you ain't come up here. Who the fuck are you, you fake ass rapper? Right. And so then I brace him and then we have a little thing back and forth. Anyway, it's a whole nother relationship, but right. Uh, yeah. It, so there's a linguist that worked for George Lucas that built this whole like elfin language, Hatties. Right. And he's got, I mean, full conjugations, like, it's like I learned it the way I would learn Latin or right. Spanish or something. Mm -hmm. like Fucking badass. Crazy. crazy. And then I go through there. And then we do Zoom calls, and he helps me out with, like, pronunciations and shit. And, yeah. And then on the day of, we read through it, and he tightens up whatever he likes or doesn't like and, right and uh because you're speaking it in there like you know it dude yeah. it's fucking sick as an honor to do it what a cool thing man yeah you're not only you're going to be the only human that speaks this crazy new right. language in star wars right like fucking have anyway dude it's so let me ask them besides Man mandalorian because people are just for the listener yeah. man i've constantly got people going dude your boy tate i saw tate Give me like the role, like let me do, just give me the names of the last five movies you were in. Uh, Project Power with Jamie Foxx just come out. It's on Netflix, right? Um, I played a guy named Wallace in that, and then uh, the Mandalorian. Mm -hmm. um, those couple of characters, you know that that uh, I got a great little piece in Jumanji. Yeah, right. A really good one. You know, yeah. everybody loved that. Um, yeah, yeah, man. It's been it, like, like all, all that stuff. I got to be in Jurassic World. You know, I had a great is, fight with Denzel. Is my favorite, one of my favorite pieces of art, really. That's out there. What is Fight Pride? What's that? What's Fight Pride? Fight Pride. It says it's in pre-production. It's called Fight Pride, and it seems like a project in it's there. A, it's a guy. It's a guy that uh, he sent a script, and he would like me to fuck with him, <laughs> and so he put that on. Well, and, and, all and, right. And he's like, you want to do that? You know. Yeah. And I was like, well, we'll see if it yeah. works out or Now Tate Fletcher's the producer. That yeah. Was, <laughs> that, that, that was two years ago. Right. Right. Yeah. We'll, we'll see what we'll Produced by Tate Fletcher. I'm as surprised as you are. Right? Okay. Yeah. I was like, wow, what's my pride? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Very good. That's but that. here's the thing. In The Mandalorian, this is, I don't know if you really understand this, but, but, but Tate Fletcher's immortalized because he's one of the few humans 
he's he's in the front, so you're gonna recognize Tate when you see right. him in the bar, and that's like immortal. He's not just under a mask. Like you, a lot of people are like Darth Vader's badass, but Darth Vader was like three people, right? Right. But you see Tate in the beginning, and he's like talking about beating up this fish dude. You're gonna cut off his glands and all this shit. That was dope, man. Hey, you guys, the listeners, see Mandalorian. It's on Netflix. Yeah. And uh, keep an eye out for Tate Fletcher. And write in about Tate. Tell yeah. them more Tate. More Tate. You want? Yeah, you want to write to them and tell them. More Tate. We like <laughs> yeah, Tate. Yeah, more Tate. A lot of big things I coming up that. for Tate. Brother, um, first off, do me a favor, Tate. Yeah, yeah. You cannot, we cannot allow as much time to pass between you coming and up. I'll be here tomorrow. Up. Okay. Great. <laughs> Tate, I love you, man. And I love I'm you glad. guys so hey, much. Thank I'm you. glad you're Thanks healing, thank bro. You. you guys, at Tate Fletcher. You can find out what's going on with him. Brother, we are behind you. Caveman Coffee. Uh, on your growth, on your healing, on getting on getting past this and working through it, man. We love you and we yeah. care about yeah. you, bro. We're here for you. Thanks for holding me down, man, all this time. I love you so much. Yeah, you know, Good. next yeah. time we got to hear how you guys fucking came to know each other. Yeah, that's a whole nother show. Yeah, blessings. That's God. Yeah. That's God talk. Right on. As we do about this time... It's a adios amigos from the Hard Luck Show. All right, thank you. Y'all be well, love each other, huh? Yeah.